Folks, what is going on? Arm and Hammer here. Today we're going to be talking about my favorite workouts from the 2020 CrossFit Games Finals because honestly, three of them are kind of standouts for some of the finest programming that we've ever seen at the CrossFit Games. Let's get into it. Now, the 2020 CrossFit Games Finals had some very high points and a few low points. I wasn't a fan of the handstand sprint event. I think it was kind of a little too much of an old school style of CrossFit Games workout. We've seen it in almost exactly the same thing in the past for half the points, but this year it was worth 100 points. I wasn't a fan of the toes to bar and kettlebell lunge workout because it was never ever going to be broken up by the athletes. And on top of that, those types of like three minute events, they just happen too quickly for you to really get into. But that said... There were three events that stood out to me as being just perfect examples of what happens when Dave Castro is just putting all of his black magic programming into making these events. And those events, the 2007 Reload, Happy Star, and swimming stuff. Let's go ahead and kick this off with that 2007 reload event. It's the third time we've seen that event at the CrossFit Games. The first time, obviously, in 2007 as the very first CrossFit Games event. Castro put it together from suggestions through the hopper. The hopper basically spit out, you're doing a lot of pull-ups. You're doing uh, heavy shoulder to overhead or heavy push jerks. And he, you're doing rowing. And he turned that into 1,000 meter row Five rounds of 25 pull-ups, seven heavy shoulder to overhead. And back then, heavy shoulder to overhead was 135 on the men's side, 85 on the women's side. So that workout showed out in 2007. It showed up again in 2013, and it kind of was benchmarkified in 2013. It got absolutely trounced compared to how difficult it was in 2007. It was clear that athletes have gotten significantly better. That was a great way of just putting a button on that and saying, you know what, guys, here you go. One-to-one comparison from the very first CrossFit Games workout to right now. Well, if you did it again this year, as is, as written, really lame, super lame. Luckily, Dave Castro did not do that, and he put together a truly remarkable version that was updated for the modern era. By moving the 1,000 meter row up to a 1,500 meter row and then upgrading the pull-ups to bar muscle-ups and adding weight onto the shoulder to overhead, he turns a workout that was gamesy back in 2007 but has become pretty much just a normal workout you could write in any CrossFit gym and 80% of anybody who can RX a workout would be able to RX that workout, no problem. Take that type of like a spirit and turn it into a modern CrossFit Games event that really tests the most elite of the elite. Now, would I have liked to see an actual hopper involved at the ranch? Yes, of course I would have. That was something that I was talking about a lot in my lead-up content to the CrossFit Games. I would have loved to see an event that was actually programmed via the hopper like Dave did back in 2007. Was I also a little confused vocally about how the women's weight did not move up as much as the men's weight did? Because the last time we saw women's weight at 145, the corresponding men's weight was 205. That was for the heavy DT event. And 235 on the men's side corresponds a lot closer to like 155 or 160 on the women's side. So 
really what I was worried about there never really came to pass because it turns out 145 was the perfect weight for the women's competition there. It ended up being a, a really competitive weight and about the amount of time on the women's side as it was on the men's side. The perfect example of just how well the weights were scaled is Matt Fraser went unbroken out of four out of the five rounds. He did six push jerk on his final round and he failed his last push jerk. Tia Claire Toomey went unbroken on four out of the five rounds, did six push jerks and failed the last push jerk of her last round. So when the two best CrossFitters of all time are basically failing at the exact same point in the workout, I think that means that you probably programmed it right. So not only did I really enjoy watching that event and do I think it's a perfect way of testing your sort of like eliteness, it also just happened to be written really well. There you go. Now the next event that I mentioned that I loved out of this 2020 CrossFit Games Finals was Happy Star. You're going to start seeing some similarities between the events that I liked. Um, they all kind of fit in that sweet spot of CrossFit Games events, about 8 to 13-ish minutes. That's where CrossFit Games events are at their best. The reason behind that, in my opinion, is actually really simple. A short event, like 3 minutes or shorter, it's basically over before it starts. You don't really have any fun with it. You're watching them and then they, they pretty much finish before you really get to like dive into any sort of jockeying that happens. They all get shot out of a cannon. By the time you've like already taken a sip of your coffee or beer or whatever, they're finished. A long event, it just takes forever. Forever. And generally when you have like really long events, leads that are gained early on don't get made up later on outside of catastrophic mistakes. And so you're kind of just stuck in this weird limbo where you're like, man, I know I'm going to watch this for the next hour, and I really wish it was more interesting. However, however, there's that sweet spot, 8 to 12 minutes, uh, 8, to 12, uh, 8, 8 to 13 minutes. You know, some events push that basically low teens, high single digits to low teens. Let's put it that way. High single digits to low teens. This is where the magic happens. And think of it, it's not just CrossFit Games events that are the best in this time domain. Normal workouts that like you and I are doing, those are the best when they're in that time domain too. Because again, they're not short enough to like really, really require us to like super sprint. Ugh. And they're not long enough to get really boring like a 20 minute AMRAP or something. These workouts, like the 8 to 13 minute workouts, it's like, all right, I'm going to book it. I'm going to go hard. I might have a couple moments here and there to catch my breath, but I'm definitely going to have to do some really cool things to make something happen here. And after it's done, I'm going to feel it. And that's exactly what I feel like these events did. So that brings us back to Happy Star. Happy Star was running, burpees, and thrusters. But what makes Happy Star a CrossFit Games event is that it completely turns the method of programming a workout on its head. You never see workouts that show up and they're like, you're going to run every round, but each round is going to be a different run course. That's pretty cool. You also very, very rarely see events where the weight increases as well as the reps increase. The most, <laughs> the most 
famous version of that happening was actually the deadlift and box jump workout from the Open many years ago. And that was honestly a disaster. I was like just asking for slipped discs out of your general population of CrossFitter. I'm not a fan of that workout. But in this context, it's thrusters, it's heavier, you're adding weight each time, you're forcing them to run a slightly different track each time up and down these little hills. And the competition that gets built in there, as well as the level of proficiency and fitness it takes to excel, that is unique exactly and precisely to CrossFit Games athletes. The last event we're going to talk about here is swimming stuff. And again, you're going to notice something that all three of these workouts have in common. These events are all combinations of multiple movements, things that you will never, ever, ever see a general gym goer or other sports athlete or specialist ever take on. In 2007 Reload, it was rowing, bar muscle-ups, and heavy push jerks. In Happy Star, it was running, burpees, and thrusters. And in swimming stuff, it's assault bike sprints, swimming, GHD sit-ups, and slam ball. Who combines those things outside of CrossFitters? Nobody. So there's a thread of each of these events can kind of be presented to somebody who has no idea what CrossFit entails or a CrossFit workout entails. And you can just show them, hey, it's this combination of this type of stuff. Take a look at these events. You're doing some sort of monostructural thing. You're doing some sort of lifting a weight thing. You're doing some sort of body weight thing. And the idea of putting all of this together and in swimming stuff's case into interval work was beautiful. Swimming stuff is a perfect example of a workout that you would look at and you think, man, it's only like, like only 10 GHD sit-ups. Like that's not a lot. Like why, why is it so few? But then when you actually get into it, you notice that the athletes are going 100% pedal to the metal the entire time. There is no time to hesitate. There's no time to slip. There's no time to have any sort of jockeying other than you just go. And this type of an event it solves the biggest problem with those short events. Those short events, like the kettlebell lunge and toaster bar event, it's over so quickly. You just you just miss it. You blink and you miss it. In an event like this, it's four rounds. Each round is you blink and you miss it, but each round has something going on. And as it goes on, it builds its own storyline. And so when you get into that third round or you get into that fourth round, you have comparisons to how quickly they did it in that direction previously. You generally know how much time each person has uh, to gain or lose against the person ahead of them or behind them. It really becomes a storyline that is built into the, the event itself. And I think these three events really highlight the best of CrossFit Games programming. They're exciting to watch. They don't take forever. They have a lot of jockeying back and forth. They have a different type of race in each one. And they're unique, not just to CrossFit in general, but they're unique to the games. Well, there you have it, folks. Those are my three favorite events from the 2020 CrossFit Games. I doubt we're going to see any version of Happy Star or any version 
of the Swim and Stuff event ever show up again. Not with those names, perhaps with that type of a format, but you know, maybe 2007 Reload is the type of thing that's going to show up again five or six years from now and the athletes are all going to do it in like eight and a half minutes or something. Who knows how fit people are going to be five years from now. But either way, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. I know for a fact that some of you disagree with me and some of you are going to go as far as to tell me in the comments how badly I messed up listing my favorite workouts from the 2020 CrossFit Games, which obviously are also the best workouts from the 2020 CrossFit Games. But I'm looking forward to reading the comments. Let me know if I missed anything. Let me know just how wrong I am or let me know just how right I am. Thank you so much, folks. I will see you very, very soon. Take care.